so I told Obama, like, if you're gonna, like, not let me play Lego Star Wars, like, why bring two remotes, you know? Mm. Anyways, welcome back to the AOK podcast. Uh, my name's Adam. And uh, my name is Joe. Uh, we are officially adding Obama on the podcast. Uh, so uh, I know wait, he's... Wait, Obama, come over. Come on, man. Come on. Get on the pod. Uh, he, he's, he's shy, guys. He, he doesn't want to. Yeah, know. dude. He's in the other room. He's, uh, I, I, he, we told him this would be just like Marin, uh, and uh, I think he got a little shy. So. <laughs> well, Barack Obama is my best friend. So yeah. um, I... And, you know, he always accused me of not having my friends in the pod, but, you mm-hmm. know, here I am, you know, trying to get him on. But it's okay. We have a full plate to talk about today. And, and mm-hmm. by a full plate, I mean uh, two things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, by here's full the funny plate, I mean two things, exactly. Well, here's the funny thing um, there's movies that I've seen recently that Joe has not seen, <laughs> and there's movies that joe has seen recently that i have not seen so so no you guys are getting robbed like there's a really good episode that we just couldn't make happen so well i'll say this like i i don't foresee us doing an elvis episode unless you just really love it when you see it Mm -hmm. um but like i saw it and i really liked it but i am not going to talk about it to myself for like Mm -hmm. 20 minutes you know um you saw the black phone Mm mm-hmm you, I didn't really like it. Uh, I can't yeah. imagine we'll do an episode on that one either. So, yeah, I'm seeing that on uh, this coming Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday, June 19th, right now. Mm-hmm. Two days uh, before my birthday. So, man, everyone say happy birthday, Joey. Yeah, dude, you better. All 50 listeners better DM me happy birthday, or we'll never do another podcast episode. If every listener of this episode Venmo's Joey a dollar. Um, we can all get him something really nice, mm-hmm. like at least and, uh, 40 McChickens. Listen, I'm not going to try to be that guy, but I've been a really good boy this year, so I kind of deserve it, if you really think about it. He's been such a good boy this year that he's playing Lego Star Wars while recording the podcast. Yeah, well, you hear me pressing the button? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you pre- pressing <laughs> okay, the button. Okay, I'll put it button. down. <laughs> what man? I blew, been... I blew it. I blew it. He's been such a good boy that he just can't put down his fucking remote control to talk. It's a compulsion. I can't help myself, you know? Um, you know, so I, I mean, it's kind of funny because we haven't had as many episodes this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But I, I think there's a reason for that, you know? Do you know what that reason is? Um, no, nah, but I'd love to find out. I, I think it's been kind of a light year. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, you like that? That was really good. I I had I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're talking Lightyear, uh, the new Pixar joint. Um, so wait, uh, there is I do have one question for you though, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this based off the real Buzz Lightyear? No, it is based off of the real human who inspired the toy. Wait, 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 wait. I cuz I heard this is the movie that Andy saw mm-hmm. in 1995. And then he bought a toy afterwards. And then 20 years later, um mm-hmm. Disney made their own toys. Yeah, and then but then movie. the the original toy looks different from the classic toy, and then the story <laughs> that is established for the toy is different than the story in the movie. Um and 
you know, and it also begs the question with so many cool side characters in this movie, where are those toys in the Toy Story universe? Mm -hmm. Like, are you telling me that like Andy didn't want a socks toy? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm 24. And when this movie ended, I like went on Amazon and like wanted to order a socks toy. Mm -hmm. You're telling me like that fucking kid didn't want a socks. Yeah, dude, I want a socks. Everybody wants a socks. And you tell me he didn't want a Taika Waititi toy either. He wanted a Taika Waititi toy. You Taika Waititi's? Yeah, Ta- Taika Waititi's. A... Has anyone said that to him yet? I, I, I let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's call to, him. Let's, All right, let's Taika, go to Thor and Love. And, no, I need to go there physically and say it to his face. Yeah, dude. I, uh, we go, hey, Taika. He turns around. He's doing something. And we go, Taika Waititi's. And then he quits Hollywood. <laughs> he, uh, next school wins. This is the last movie. She's just yeah, announced. Dude. Um, yeah, no. So we're talking Lightyear, uh, a movie that, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I had pretty like moderate expectations going into it. Mm-hmm. I uh, was a bit cynical about it, uh, but I, I expect, I mean, Pixar uh, does, even though they've the kind of the, the, the pop, the narrative established by the liberal media is that Pixar's kind of fallen off recently. Uh, and I would say I kind of agree. I wouldn't say that they, there's a few movies here and then. I think Coco's excellent. I know Adam is a big fan of Soul. So they still do kind of have like ones that pop in and really blow you away. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the whole, uh, their quality has kind of uh, dipped off a bit. So, but they, but even still, uh, they they have a certain level of uh, how. I mean, we. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no Pixar movie that's like complete dog shit. Uh, Cars too. But then again, yeah, I, gonna, I just that. was gonna say, I think that they have like one. Yeah, I'm not a big good dinosaur guy. Um, I, actually I don't know. Saw. Yeah, you. So there's no bad ones to you because you haven't seen them. Yeah, I haven't seen Cars 2. I haven't seen Cars 3 either, so. I don't hate Cars 3. Cars 3 is, like, Cars 3 is where, like, they're in Endgame. Like, they bring back every car for that movie, which I think is funny. Uh, But I don't know. Like, I think, uh, for the most part, I think they're pretty consistent. The thing with them right now is that they just make good movies, but they they haven't made a great movie. Yeah. well, because like I love Soul, and I I thought Turning Red was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Turning Red's awesome. That's a really great movie. But like they they really had their stride, like in the two thousands, where like every single movie was like a ten out of ten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would say from like literally the first Toy Story all the way to, if you exclude, I wouldn't say Cars or A Bug's Life fit in this category but if you remove those two from like toy story 1995 all the way to like dude i'd say toy story 3 in 2010 everything else has been a, is a 10 out of 10 like up fighting nemo monsters inc Rat incredibles yeah incredibles yeah like all 10 out of 10 movies um but i don't know like i think it really is the cars twoification of it all where <laughs> do, do i mean do you know that it, that it was the downhill like starting point right because mm-hmm. like it was cars 2 then after that was brave which i think is okay well i think even honestly uh cars one it was the kind of the it was it's just the kind of the it was the first film of theirs that kind of made it seem like oh these are kind of more product oriented because i mean i think I, cars is pretty much just made to make toys i i contend the first cars is like a good movie i think, I think it's, it's a decent film but i'm saying that's kind of the the kind of where they're kind of yeah. you know uh this kind of they had the, the Pixar had this idea that they were these kind of these creative guys kind of trying to tell these really unique stories. 
Right. Uh, and then kind of at, at that point, that was kind of the first kind of instance of like a huh. Uh, but the first Cars is a good movie. I like it. Yeah, I like the first Cars, but like I mean, Brave is like okay. I like Monsters University, but like it would go back and forth in quality. You know, like Finding Dory is okay. Like all that, like everything is just decent. But then you'll have like the Inside Out every few years. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, even Inside Out or a Coco or a Turning Red or a Soul. So to open the floodgates of our opinion on Lightyear, uh, I the best like measurement of quality I could compare this to, and it really just depends on how much you agree with these like movies. I would put this on the same level of quality as like Incredibles two, or even like a Luca, mm-hmm. where Which I, I would not. Also. Oh really? Yeah. What, why are you on a movie podcast, man? What are you? Dude, I see other movies. I watch movies no one's seen from the 70s. Um, what, Taxi Driver? I, I watch movies, I, yeah, Taxi Driver, no one's seen that one yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, I heard it's pretty good. Um, well, like, I mean, but would you agree Incredibles 2? Is that, like, a good, like, equal measure of quality? Yeah, I would say it's, like, kind of like on a Monsters University, Incredibles 2, uh, Ratatouille level. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I was about to, <laughs> throwing, Yeah, throwing a Ratatouille diss in there for no reason. Ratatouille, a Ratatouille diss in there. Do you not uh, like Ratatouille? No, no I love Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille is like, I'll say this is a kind of a side tangent, but I have never seen the uh, like the people who the people who are Ratatouille pilled will like die for that movie. It's a perfect movie. People love that. My girlfriend, uh, she like is obsessed. She quotes it like daily. It's like a big. It's like a big part of people's lives who like it. Linguini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that movie. Yeah. Would you um, say it one more time? Linguini. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> um no i i think it's a perfect movie like i think we did the pixar bracket but that's my okay. favorite pixar movie that's how um, i feel about incredibles but uh, uh ratatouille is... i need to rewatch ratatouille though i haven't seen it in, in, in quite some time what's your top five pixar off the top of your head top five pixar toy uh, incredibles toy story three toy story two honestly i really like inside out uh, and then I'll just throw Ratatouille in there just on a hunch. Um, Toy Story 2 is the funniest one. Of yeah, I love Toy Story 2. That was a big... Uh, as a kid, I watched that one all the time. Um, I found the picture of me today like watching Toy Story 2 when I was like three years old. Um, but yeah, I, I think my top five, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, um, uh, Incredibles is probably my number three. Because uh, I was talking about that with a coworker today, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it really is a perfect, mm-hmm. kind of really deep movie for kids. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That thematically, what an original, what a, like a, what a, what a complex idea to try to present to kids, you know? Yeah, it's very, very nuanced, like genuinely too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would probably throw in, um, either the first Toy Story or Monsters Inc. and maybe Soul. Yeah. Like, I, I love those movies so much. Um, but, you know, I mean, you have the classics, too, like Finding Nemo, we even mm-hmm. mentioned. You know, Up is great. Uh, Wally's really good. You know, it's just so many bangers. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Lightyear, it's not exactly on that playing field. Like, it's not top mm-hmm. 10 Pixar or anything. But I would say it's, like, it's better than Onward. It's better than, like... Yeah, oh, I've completely forgot about that one. It's, like, fine. I don't know. It's... Mm-hmm. It, like I thought it was like decently emotional, but it, like, is it really that good? I don't know. Um, yeah, I my problem with that too is I was like I don't 
well, it's like a weird message to give to kids because like the da- they make the dad come back to life at the end uh, for a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not like the first, like a kid, like if a kid is struggling with that, that's not going to like, they're never going to get anything like that, you know? Yeah, no, literally. It's a weird, because I, the way I kind of interpreted it was like, or like I expected it to like end with, um, they just weren't able to do it and they have to come to terms mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, which is kind of a, I, which is I think a better idea. This is turning into an onward review, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I like. I mean, I thought it was nice the idea that Tom Holland sacrifices his moment to give it to his older brother who really raised him. I think that's like a nice thought, but I just thought it was kind of one of those head scratcher moments. It's a weird movie. Yeah. Um, now, so Lightyear, I think. So wait, did you see this in Dolby or anything? Uh, I know. I just saw it in digital. Okay. Yeah, I saw this in IMAX. Uh, which I, I this is just IMAX summer for me apparently because I've been seeing every movie in IMAX here lately, um, and you wouldn't necessarily expect this movie, but this is one of the best IMAX movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's oh wow! Re- really? It's really fucking beautiful in IMAX. Um, every space sequence and spoiler alert, there's a lot of them in Lightyear, um, is in full aspect ratio. And it is like every time, especially like in the opening like launch sequence where he like launches into space for the first time, like it's almost like first man. Remember when he hits the moon for the first time mm-hmm. and the aspect ratio changes as he's lifting off. And it's really cool. It's really, really well done. Um, I got chills. Uh, and I think it, this is just like a really fucking cool movie. Mm hmm. Um, and I was, like, really pleasantly surprised by how much I actually cared about, like, almost everything going on. Yeah, I uh, I had a bit of an experience with it where I was uh, – this is kind of me with every kid's movie recently. It's, like, the first five minutes, I'm like, this sucks. And then I'm like, okay, right. And then as after that five minutes, I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I think it's a really nice – I think it's a really good kid's movie. Uh, and it's uh, – the, obviously, the animation is excellent. Uh, it's super nice to see a Pixar movie in fucking theaters again. Uh, yeah. First one's I mean, onward, right? Also, I mean, not to talk shit about this movie, but, like, uh, I would have much rather have seen Soul and Turning Red in theaters than at home, you know? Oh, no, yeah, uh, of course. Like, I... That's how I kind of felt, like, about... Because, um, like, I know disrespect to Encanto. I like Encanto. But, like, Encanto got the, the theatrical release while they were, like, sidelining Turning Red and Soul. So it kind of just felt weird to me that Disney was making those choices while prioritizing their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just, like, the franchise movies, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I felt like... Because Soul is just such a beautiful movie that I really wish I was able to, like, see an IMAX or Dolby or something. Or even mm-hmm. just, like, a theater, period. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and same thing with Turning Red, too. That's and it's Turning Red, too, has such a the attention to detail in that movie is kind of unmatched. So it's like, it's yeah. just a shame that you don't get to see it uh, kind of the way it was intended. Yeah. I mean, that's what, um, my but I mean, that said... movie, that movie neglected nine 11. So that's like, what are we even talking what, about? Turning yeah. red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my girlfriend mentioned that, uh, after this was over, um, she said like, I, she, I really loved it, but she's like, I don't know how much of that is just the fact that I haven't seen a Pixar movie in theaters since like, mm-hmm. 2019 because she didn't see onward in theaters she i think the no she did because she didn't even see toy story 4 until this week i had to show oh it to wow her. yeah um so she said like it was her first one in theaters since incredibles 2 and um she said it was like 
she's like, I loved it, but like, was it because I haven't seen a Pixar movie since then? Uh, like in theaters at least. Um, and I'm like, it probably has a lot to do with it. Cause like it, like, especially like seeing the Pixar logo for the first time mm-hmm. in theaters for a while. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> it was, I don't know. Something about it just got to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like that's not the only reason I like this movie. I genuinely think like the world building is like really interesting and like unique in this movie. Um, yeah, definitely. It's 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 it, this is it's like a very solid kids movie uh, and kind of a, it's like I mean I didn't see the bad guys, uh, but it's um, very good. It's very good, really. Yeah, I was genuinely because I thought it looked like bad from the trailers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it got such... I think it has, like, a 90-something around Tomatoes. So, like, I went to go see it before work one day. Um, and I, like... I'm not kidding. I loved it. Like, I thought it was great. <laughs> you think I should go see it? Yeah, it has, like, very unique animation. And it's also very funny. Um, it's one of those movies where... You know that um, Jenny... I think it's Jenny Nichols... Not Jenny Nicholson. Who's that one lady? She made that video essay about like the death of voice actors and like the the ushering and of Lindsay, like a list. Is it Lindsay Ellis? It was Lindsay Ellis. That's who it was. I couldn't remember who it was. Um, yeah, she made a great video about that. And um, every time I see a kids movie nowadays, I think about that video. And um, but I but sometimes there's exceptions. Like Shrek has a great voice cast, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you truly can't imagine anyone else doing those voices. Uh, but then again, like Secret Life of Pets, like who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Like there's a difference. With the bad guys, I thought it was so cool because I truly felt like Sam Rockwell and Mark Marin were like giving legitimate performances through their voice acting. You know yeah, what I mean? Mark Marin is the voice acting goat. He's re- he plays the snake in that movie, and he uh-huh. is like really good at it. Like I'm not kidding. Like he gives a like an actual like in depth emotional performance as the snake and the bad guys does he say fuck in the movie i that was my letterbox review i said i was waiting for the snake to say what's up what the fuckers um <laughs> what's up with uh, the fuckheads <laughs> i i actually think you would like the bad guys it's it's very unique for dreamworks um, Dude, maybe i'll go check it out it's really good um i i think that's still probably my f- also forgetting an animated no turning red's probably my favorite turning red's movie. probably still my favorite animated film of the year but yeah that's a really good one. Um, but this is like, if this is my least favorite animated film of the year, it's a pretty good year for animated movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really good. Um, yeah, it's a, a beautiful animation. Uh, I think it's uh, like the th- thematically, too, I think it's a nice message for kids. Uh, kind of more complex than I expected, kind of about accepting failure. Uh, there's a bit of a, we were joking before the podcast that there's a bit of a toxic masculinity angle to it in a way. Yeah. Uh, working together as a team, like, you know, some classic kind of kid stuff. And I think, too, if Pixar is going to kind of go this kind of sequel spinoff route, uh, I'd much rather see something like this. Because uh, also, too, I, I think the kind of the Pixar formula is a bit tired at this point. Uh, but mm-hmm. as far as I mean, unless I'm missing something, this seemed like kind of a new step for them, I think, kind of storytelling wise. I thought, like, if you had to do a spinoff, this was a pretty unique way to do it. Because, like, it didn't just rely on, like... Nostalgia or yeah. uh, kind of references. Yeah, and, like, the only, like, times they repeated dialogue, it kind of felt right to me, like, mm-hmm. when they did it. Because it's like, oh, yeah, like, it's like there has to be, like, lines from the movie that they would put into the toy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, catchphrases that yeah. would be iconic. Um, 
very, very minor spoilers. I cannot imagine anyone getting upset about this. But when he uses his fucking wings in the movie, yeah, it that's awesome. Felt, it felt like an Avengers Endgame like kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like literally like put my fist in the air and my girlfriend like laughed at me because I was like, it, it was just cool. I don't know. Like I. I as a kid that like grew up on Buzz Lightyear, like when I was a kid, I had a Buzz Lightyear themed room. Uh, oh really? Damn you. Were yeah, super- I, yeah. Well, because like that um the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command show that was like my shit when I was a kid, dude. Like I was big into Buzz. I have pictures of me as Buzz from Halloween when I was like four years old. Like, Damn, Jamie, I put those up for the video listeners. <laughs> Um, I was just a big Buzz fan uh, back in the day, and I, you know, I still love the Toy Story movies uh, with all my heart. They're very, very, you know, concrete, like to my childhood. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they're very formative movies for me. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like I think, like you said, there's some really good themes in this movie. I actually cried uh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teared up I, at one point. Uh, I thought it was a sweet movie. In the first 30 minutes, I cried. I didn't cry at the end, but I cried at the beginning. Uh, and yeah, I think you know what I'm talking a, about. Yeah, they pull a bit of a... I would say up is what I could compare it to. Yeah, kind of an up vibe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I cried in the first 30, and, like, um, it really got to me. And uh, but it almost got me at the end, too, like, at the very, very end. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a pretty beautiful moment towards the end of the movie that I thought was uh, really like, it's kind of a home run moment where I'm like, Oh, you guys did it. You got, you, you like justified a Buzz Lightyear movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of impressive. Um, but also, yeah. In, and I like that he's a, he's a real character uh, and he has a genuine arc in the film. Uh, yeah. And then it's uh, also, yeah. And two, it's, yeah, I just, and I'll, I, I, I liked that the, there is kind of a, you know, we were, we referenced the cat at the beginning of the movie, but the cat oh. has a thematic purpose and it has like a real emotional through line to the film throughout the film as well. Also, he's fucking hilarious. He's hilarious he, too. So he's really fucking funny. That's kind um, of the thing with these kind of like when people get on things about tropes, uh, in Pixar movies, as long as it's well done, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is well done. I don't know. Like, there, yeah, I mean, there's I like some... the cat in this. I loved the the chicken and Moana. Like, it's like if you could if you do it well, I don't nobody care. Nobody notices. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the same thing with like um and and Star Wars. Like people, like people when the Porgs were like the design was leaked, people were like, mm-hmm. oh great, they're making Ryan Johnson make a toy movie. And then the the movie happened, and everyone fucking loves the Porgs. Even people yeah. that hate the Last Jedi, they don't hate the Porgs. Yeah, dude, Porgs are awesome. Porgs are great. I I bought a Porg at Disney Springs for like twenty dollars. I didn't even regret it. I love capitalism. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. Um, I, I'm gonna give Joey some ammo against me real quick. Uh, but um, I love that Buzz Lightyear is wrong in this movie. I think it's so. Fucking cool. <laughs> I, no, I, I like that too. That's what I mean. Where I was like, he actually has like a bit of a compelling arc. Uh, and he actually yeah. learns from his mistakes. I I mean I. I think you, I mean, I, I know I make fun of you for saying that, but I think you and I both like kind of that kind of thematic turn, the idea where the film kind of t- turns on the character at a point and the character has to change. That's super compelling uh, as an audience yeah. member to watch, kind of seeing a, the, you know, just failure in general is kind of, is, you know, oftentimes more thoughtful than just outright success. Yeah, and there's like, and not to be like, fucking sappy about I can't about... believe I didn't text you that after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Lightyear was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um what when I, I really like Elvis about... text you Elvis was wrong. Elvis was wrong. Um I... <laughs> Well, I think um 
not to get like super sappy about Lightyear um, of all movies, but there is something like genuinely like sad about his character in this movie is that like he is so committed to like the mission. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but like because I didn't exactly know what was like it was fully about. Mm-hmm. So like it, the way the plot unravels is actually kind of unique, I would say. I and, thought the whole the time the time travel angle I thought was super. I mean, okay, cool. I, I guess you can spoil it. I, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it happens in like the first twenty minutes of the movie. Fair, yeah. No, I I thought that was all like super well done. Like I was <laughs> actually and actually like, I I don't want to like fact check it or anything, but like I believed it when they said it. I'm like, yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Like the way they uh, like the whole time vortex thing. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Just like Interstellar, you know? Just like Interstellar. That's how I kind of... Uh, I, I told Joey, I'm like, it's like their Interstellar meets Ad Astra a little <laughs> bit. Um, also, like that 2001 reference when he goes into the time vortex for yeah, the first that was time. Awesome. Yeah, then in IMAX, dude, I was like shitting my pants a little bit. I'm like, this is... Like, in my head, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I, like, am, am I like dreaming right now? Like, this is a good-ass <laughs> movie. Um... No, I think there's, like, an inherent sadness to Buzz in this movie. Like, there's so much, like, passage of time, and he just can't... Mm-hmm. Everything, like, he loves, like, he just, like, loses so quickly. And it's, like, kind of... It's very deeply sad. In, a, like, a genuine way. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this about a Buzz Lightyear movie, but, like... Mm-hmm. They, they put, like, actually compelling themes and arcs and... A, a very satisfying emotional core into this movie. And and I'll say it and, you know, I'll be damned. Uh, I want to see another one. Like it ended. I'd be totally fine seeing another one. Yeah. I mean, based off the box office, I don't know if we're going to get it, but like I, the oh, way really? they said it's it not doing too well. It's, I did like 50 or 60 million this weekend, which is not like the worst thing ever, but for a buzz Lightyear movie, considering toy story four made like a billion dollars, mm-hmm. maybe not the best. Not what they wanted. I mean, it's not even number one this weekend. Jurassic World. Dude, how yeah. devastating is it going to be when uh, Minions, the new Minions movie, just eclipses this in the box office? Maybe that's my America. I, I can't wait for the rise of Gru. Mm-hmm. No, well, uh, no, it's sad. Gru heads were yet. <laughs> Are you gonna see that movie? I did, I haven't seen any of the Minions movies, so I probably won't. Um, I saw. I've seen every Despicable Me movie for some reason. Um, I like the first. That's kind of. I, I mean, don't cancel me. I like the first Despicable Me. Oh, the first one's a genuinely good movie. I think everyone agrees on that. It's just where you think they fell off at is the debating factor. I because I contend I think the first two are good movies. Um, Despicable Me three and Minions are bad. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one, I don't really. It looks kind of bad, but I I think I'm gonna see it anyways, just because I'm like, why not? Also, I saw the trailer for the Super Dogs movie. Yeah. The Super Pets movie. That looks yeah. horrible. Hey, man. I think it looks epic. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It looks awesome. <laughs> um, it, it does not look good, but um, when I saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2, they played a trailer for it in front of that movie, and none, none of it looked particularly funny to me, but there's a scene where, like, the... The Flash's uh, pet is the turtle, and it, like it runs for the first time, and then he just like looks around, or she looks around, and she goes, "Where the hell am I?" And I, <laughs> I like laughed really hard at that. 
and I still quote it to my girlfriend today. I'm like, where the hell am I? Uh, <laughs> but I don't think the movie's going to be as funny as that one little bit. Um, I, uh, that's kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, man. Um, I'm looking. I don't know. This is my year. I'm going to, I'm going to say it, but I'm, I'm going to say it. it. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm going to say it too. Yeah. Say it. It's a good movie. I'd say it's a really good movie. Would you say Not it's a good great. time? No alcohol required. Uh, I would say it's a, yeah, I would say, um, I would say on a good day, this is a buy it on Blu-ray. I would buy it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. If this was a, like a black Friday deal, I'd buy it on Blu-ray without, um, without like, spoiling it for the audience did you like the zerg reveal in this movie yes uh i loved how that was handled uh, i thought also, it was fantastic anyone listening there are three post-credit scenes and there's a post-credit scene after the pick after the like the yeah. logos no it was funny because i um I, I i saw the mid-credit one right because mm-hmm. uh, anyone that's been to the regal point orlando theater in orlando uh you know how fucking long those stairs are so if you get up even after the credits and immediately, you're going to see the mid credits scene because <laughs> it <laughs> takes forever to walk down those stairs, um, which is what makes that screen so cool is that it, it's not an easy walk to go up the stairs. Uh, but that being said, uh, yeah, I, I saw the mid credit one and um, I asked uh, my girlfriend, I'm like, should we stay? Do you think there's another one? And she's like, no, I doubt it. Uh, I, I got our face. We didn't <laughs> we didn't stay. I did see them though. I uh, someone uploaded them on YouTube. A very kind individual did that. Um, uh, I liked the other two more than the middle one. I don't know why they. I don't even know why they include the middle one. It, it didn't really do anything for me. But the two at the very end, I thought were cool. Um, yeah, it's just it's it. The I, I feel like the post credit scene is kind of a. I mean, I I know Marvel. It's kind of their bread and butter, but. It's like when is the last time we've seen like a really genuinely really cool one? Um, maybe I mean the, the Harry Styles thing in Eternals got spoiled, so maybe but maybe that one. Uh, I guess Blade at in Eternals too, but I really don't because none none of the ones in from uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, I like the Bruce Campbell one, but that's not really what we're talking about. And the um, Shirley Theron one was kind of like whatever. Stupid, yeah. Um, it was goofy, yeah. I, I think um, I'm predicting Thor has a pretty cool one, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I I really don't know. I wonder how Thor, because Thor is not a multiverse movie, right? I don't think so, no. So I wonder how that'll do, because, I mean, that's kind of what fans or the Marvel fans seem to be kind of clamoring for. Well, I think it's making up for it by having the Guardians in there. The Guardians are in it? Are you being serious i didn't realize i mean i saw the trailer i didn't realize they were i guess it makes sense because he goes off with them but yeah they're like a full part of the movie oh i didn't know that that's cool you really didn't know that no i mean i guess i i probably if i thought about it for a little bit i probably would have realized that but i guess i didn't really yeah they're like in all the trailers i didn't see him in the trailer i saw yeah he's like um he's like in space with them uh the one the trailer i saw they weren't in it so And I don't want to fight about this anymore. <laughs> well, um, I, I definitely don't want to fight about Hollywood, which is what happens in Barry, the HBO series. Um, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> season three of Barry uh, ended last week, and uh, mm. we're going to talk about it. 
Yes. Um, so what is your history with the show, Barry? Uh, I love Barry. Yeah. I do. I have... I didn't see the first season when it came out, uh, and then I saw the... It was one of those type beats where I watched... I binged it so I could watch the finale of season two live, uh, and I've been hooked on the show ever since. Uh, I think it's excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Hader uh, is just flexing on... Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's not flexing. I wouldn't shouldn't say that. Bill Hader, uh, he's really kind of... Uh, showing his chops uh it's it, now I once, i've always been a big fan of bill Hader. i'm not saying i never expected kind of something of this quality from him but it is a surprise when uh an snl guy kind of makes something uh, i think this is i mean there's been snl people have gone on to do really great work but uh this kind of has a lot has a real kind of dramatic heft to it that i don't think right. people were anticipating uh and um there's some really uh the first two seasons are excellent uh and they, it just gets better as it goes on ronnie lilly I think is is kind of a classic episode of television at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was super 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 excited for uh, for Barry season three. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I mean, just the concept of like a, uh, <laughs> a a mercenary hitman guy like going into like uh, improv like acting troupe is just mm-hmm. like a funny concept to me. And the way the show has evolved over time to like being like a slightly like dark but amusing comedy to like absolutely one of like the darkest funniest things you've ever seen mm-hmm. it's kind of incredible to me like the the show really does go on a pretty amazing downward spiral and, and like i'm not talking in terms of quality i just mean like in terms of like thematics and like yeah like weight. and content and tone it's like jesus yeah. christ yeah it really does feel like a nightmare like at times mm-hmm. well, like just like a moral uh ambiguity nightmare uh, at certain points especially because the great thing about barry is that uh and i'm just like literally like describing what i like about the character which is like just the core themes but he's such a talented actor and performer but uh when it comes to like what he does with violence he's so cold and calculated and uh, mm-hmm it's truly disturbing and i think that's the great thing about the show is that like when it's funny it's so funny but when it hits you with these like really dark and violent moments it does it like mercilessly yeah and they like fucking punch you in the they get they put it's like a gut punch too it kind of comes out of nowhere because you kind of the the show it is it it's it has a bit of a breaking bad angle to it where he's leading this double life uh and there is a Mm -hmm. bit of that kind of uh you know fucking uh um hank's wife shoplifting uh at the in the same time where walt is kind of making his horrible decisions kind of got he's got the all the i love all the people in his acting class they're all super funny yeah. uh and uh so it's like you kind of get those light-hearted kind of fun jokes and then barry has to kill uh a, a marine buddy that he had <laughs> it's like it's, it's like geez it's just kind of flip-flopping back and forth between that two and i think too the way that the, the show unfolds in a very creative way where it's kind of i saw somebody post about where it's like it's it's a show where it doesn't even matter where it goes i'm just i just want to keep watching it i I don't care where it goes i just want to see what happens i mean i don't even know i mean not to like fully jump to this point but like i don't even fucking know where Mm -hmm. to go after this like well i saw i I read an interview with bill Hader where he's like every season we make uh whenever the whenever the season ends they go you shouldn't make another one (laughs) yeah and no, then we like, make another one 
<laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing about it is that um, I I mean, I said the same thing for the past like few seasons where I was like, I don't know where you go after this. And then they, you know, they fucking do it. This season in particular, though, I was. Yeah, I, no, I was, no, of course. Yeah. I thought I was going to check Twitter and they were going to be like, this is the surprise series finale of the show. Because I was like, what? Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, they, they completely they completely like completely pull the rug out from underneath you. Like it's actually like a, it, mm-hmm. you just like kind of like lose your breath, like watching it. You're like, Holy shit. Like it's like you're wa- you're watching, uh, like, I mean, the comedy too is so unique too. It's not really like anything else. Cause I was going to say, it's like, you're watching a goofy comedy and then it becomes no country for old men out of nowhere. Yeah, no, literally it's, <laughs> that's actually a really good comparison, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's really, really, really unique the way they play all that out. And this season, I mean, all the seasons have been, like, a pretty uh, biting, like, satire on, like, Hollywood culture and, like, the way. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the the relationship between, like, criticism and art. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a really interesting dynamic and just, like, toxic Hollywood culture. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, like, one of the more damning seasons where it gets into, like, Me Too. like. Yeah waters and like also like literally criticizing barry i mean not that the show has ever not criticized barry but especially like down to his like relationship like Mm -hmm. yeah really uh, making him kind of kind of uh what they kind of attempt to do with rue in season two of euphoria where they really test the audience's loyalty to him yeah no literally i mean there were points in the show like i I think the great thing about the season is uh through the eyes of like elsie fisher's character you get to see kind of like an innocence to Mm -hmm. everything like she's entering the industry through from a very innocent perspective and like the way she even just very momentarily views her relationship or with barry um completely gives a different outlook Mm -hmm. to like who he is as a character in that one moment where he's shouting at her in the office you know yeah and it's it's one of those things too where it's it is the breaking bad thing where it's like you like Barry and you want him to like be okay, but then it's like he's killing. He's a murderer. He's killing people. He's this. He's this violent guy, and he kind of can't see. Can't seem to. You know, we, watching the show, you know, you kind of there's. You can see the personal reasons behind it, but he's killing these people. It's this kind of. He's the kind of an awful guy uh, at the, at his core. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's kind of what the show asks. But what my favorite thing about this new season is, uh, and, and I wonder if I rewatch it, if I'll see it. But the way that the each character the way that the characters kind of mirror each other is so is so well done in this season kind of the, the plot lines are the exact are kind of Cousineau's plot line um Sally's plot line and Barry's plot line even though they couldn't be more separate uh thematically they are kind of they kind of are reflections of one another in a really fascinating way oh yeah no completely like that's the great thing about this show and the show's been doing that since the beginning but like especially this season yeah that's they, what i uh, said i'd be interested if i could see that more because i mean it's like in the kusano is this kind of talented te- he's, he's a good teacher that's kind of the but he's kind of this awful like uh egotistical self-obsessed guy but he is a good he's able to get good performances out of his students yeah and that's like i think that's the entire which is why the elsie fisher character is so interesting because like all like literally every surrounding character whether at the core they're good or bad it shows them like what what they're like behind closed doors and what they are in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and i think that's such an interesting dynamic because like barry is just about like the worst fucking person you've ever met behind the scenes but he's also deeply talented and like sought mm-hmm. after and um, kind of ha- and wants to and there is a part of him that wants to be better than he is 
but and, he uh, like literally can't stop. Mm-hmm. He yeah. can't stop. He can't. It's a cycle, and I, that's the thing that I love too about this season. Not to, I mean, this is kind of spoilerly, so maybe I, I'll hold off on it. But the kind of the the cycle, the the, the cycles that are in the show are really fascinating to, well, really, kind of really great to see unfold. I'll throw it out there. Spoilers ahead. Like I, if you haven't seen Mary season three, yet, just watch it and come back like because there's we're not going to talk about the season without like talking about the season like mm-hmm. we got to talk about it yeah I, I can i just jump into it then what's up can i jump into what this is oh yes absolutely thing. yeah uh i i was head over heels in love with what they did with sally's character this season i thought that that was the most that, that was such a brilliant plot the idea that not, not only just that violence begets more violence, but that she had to hurt someone in the same way that she was hurt by Barry. And she and then she kind of it blows up on her face and she gets canceled for it. Uh, she screams at a, I forget the character's name, but she's a, the, that character's awesome. But uh, she screams at her the same way she was screamed at uh, and it ruins her career. And then it, and then it, it comes to a boiling point in that incredible scene in the last episode of the show. The last episode. Oh, of the season. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that entire, like, finale, like, I, there's so many moments from the finale that are, like, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, but, I'm like, gonna say this. The yeah. finale is the most intense episode of TV I've seen since, uh, like, Ozymandias. I was, like, I was driving, because I watched this with my girlfriend, and I was driving home, and I had to, like, breathe, I had to be like, okay, Joe, breathe in, breathe out, because I was just so fucked up from that finale. Well, like, I, um, the, even, like, it starts so intense, like, in Sally's apartment, when mm-hmm. the guy is like trying to like fucking kill them and like yeah, Jesus Christ, oh my God! He, I was like, he, is she fucking dead? Well, when he knocks out Barry mm-hmm. and it's just Sally, I was like, I'm like, dude, are they gonna fucking kill Sally and then Barry's gonna like wake up and like just mm-hmm. like live with that? Because that's yeah. how I kind of thought it was gonna go. And then they hold on her getting choked. They hold on it for a long time. Yeah, that's what really gets it to that point because mm-hmm. like. You, because like if, because I really was like, dude, they knocked out Barry cold, so there was like no way he was gonna save her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what they do is like really intense, and like I, I do like that, like she was able to do it, but like at what cost? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like her yeah, what did that has mean for her? Yeah, yeah, like literally, completely out the window. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, uh, it's a super disturbing scene. And that's what I love I love about the finale, is that it can- there's not really any funny moments in the finale. Also, too, it's just so well executed. That whole thing with the sound booth, where the sound goes out, it's just so well done. And then there's that slow push in. Yeah. It's, uh, Bill Hader's really kind of, uh, he's a great director. I, uh, I, I, I'd love to, he's doing a lot of interviews where he's talking about kind of his approach and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of really, I'm really, uh, Kind of, uh, not necessarily eager, but I'm like, you got to direct a movie, man. Just hop in the, you got to do it. You got to pull the trigger, direct a movie, you know? Even though I hear he's doing uh, all, every episode of the next season, though. So, I mean, do you think the next season is going to be the last season? I can't, I can I have no, I can't imagine how it couldn't be. Yeah, especially like the way this season went. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could maybe see it. I cannot see it going past season five at the most. Well, what I was going to say is every character has kind of thematically wrapped up. And Fuchs is in jail. Uh, Barry's in jail. Uh, Sarah or not Sarah. That's the actress's name. Uh, Sally's going back home to Joplin. And uh, yeah. Gene has kind of come to peace with, with the death of his, uh, 
his ex-girlfriend, his love, not his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and uh, I mean, what an arc he had this season, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then also he made peace with that lady, too. He kind of had made amends. He's kind of grown as a per. He's, well, he's kind of questioned whether he actually has or not. But he, he did make things right with the with the lady whose career he ruined. Well, isn't that crazy? Like everyone comes to peace with something this season except for Barry himself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I think that is going to honestly be the primary theme of next season is that like he has to forgive himself, which is genuinely it seems like the hardest thing he's ever had to do mm-hmm. is uh, forget because yeah, like especially dude. like and that when, scene uh, in the desert. Oh my god! In the last forgot, episode, was, that just... in, was that in seven? Was that in what? Was that in episode seven? I forgot. The one where he has the where the um oh the, I remember the... the scene, but I can't remember what episode it was in. The when he has the when he when he's on when he's like on his knees crying. Yeah, in episode seven. Yeah, that's in the last episode, yeah. Or in the eight. Oh, that's an eight? That's an eight, yeah. Okay, yeah, that scene fucking killed me. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Yeah, yeah Bill but... Hader's really acting, too. Oh, yeah, oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's absolutely crazy the way that plays out. Um, Because, like, it's especially that moment where I think he genuinely... I forgot, what's the cop's name? Or the detective that, like, comes after him? Is it Ryan? I can't remember because he knows who Barry is mm-hmm. and he knows he completely knows what he did. And then he still mm-hmm. still tells him he's like, I can, I I'm always going to be indebted to you because of what you did for me. But he said, but what you're doing is wrong, Barry. And you know, it's wrong. Cause you're at your core. I think, you know, and yeah, he goes, Bill, I've seen evil and you're not evil. Yeah, oh my god, dude, like, that's, and then, like, Bill Hader's, like, reaction to that is Barry, like, when he's, like, fucking sobbing, and, like, he wants, you can tell in his eyes, he wants nothing more than for this guy to, like, put him out of his fucking misery, like, to just, like, put him in the fucking ground, mm-hmm. but he, like, literally refuses to give Barry that satisfaction, because he needs Barry to confront what he's done, and it's, like, it's insane. Albert Nugent is his name. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, dude, it, it's so fucking good. It's mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely the best. That's like the best acting I've seen from Bill Hader ever. Is mm-hmm. that scene in the desert? It, it's so good. Also, uh, Noho Hanks, uh, the scene in the last episode. I feel like we're just talking. Even though the whole season's great, there's just so much to talk about in that last episode. But uh, yeah, Noho Hank, uh, fucking like the hearing a tiger maul his friends to death in the other room. That was insane. Oh yeah, that entire like uh the one take scene in the um in, in like the little cell that he was in, what yeah. a oh my god, what a I mean th- this goes back to like how good of a I mean it, I, Bill Hader is so fucking talented like he directed this episode, wrote this episode, and like gave the performance of his lifetime in it like what mm-hmm. dude what the hell, but yeah like he directed the fuck out of this episode, um, and this is the like I really don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how much more you could do with this series other than end it next season. Um, but the I only do. Thing is he, Fuchs and him are both in jail now. And uh, so you could, there is something there, but I just can't, I don't know how much long, how long you could ride that out. You know, I think that's the only reason I could maybe see like next season be a prison season. And then season five is like the finale where he gets out or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, is, do you think next season's going to be, like, a courtroom procedural? I have no clue. I think there has to be an element to it where, well, that's, okay, so backing up, like, in the scene in the desert where Albert's, like, pleading with him, like, he tells him, like, you have to stop the killing, Barry. You have to mm-hmm. stop killing. Um, And, like, 
And even at that moment, even after all of that, he tries to go after Moss. Mm -hmm. He still wants to fucking kill Moss. And like, so clearly, even after that fucking mental breakdown that he had, he still cannot stop killing. And I get that it was because he thought that Gene was like in danger. I get it. But it's clear, like, he will never stop until he is, with force, stopped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think having Barry be in prison or, like, being forced to, like, come to terms with himself, like, through that is going to be a really interesting thing. That So the next season, the question is, will, when he's removed from any sense of violence, who is mm-hmm. he after that? Like, he's taken out of Hollywood, and he's removed from any form of, like, no guns, no violence, just solitary confinement. Like, who is he? That's, like, fascinating to me. And I, and I already know. I know Bill Hader's going to act his fucking ass off. Yeah, dude. Cause, like, so the that's why I'm like, bro. Yeah, dude, end. I'm like, you gotta make... Yeah, that, that, whole, that whole last scene is incredible. Well, I mean, because, like, I was... I, I never do this, because I hate to check the time on like uh how much longer is on an episode but I, in that scene i'm like if this cuts to credits i'm gonna like fucking lose my mind so like when he's like walking in the house i saw there's like five minutes left and i'm like motherfucker i'm mm-hmm. like this is gonna end and i'm gonna be mad um but no like the ending where they ended is perfect like they they do it so perfectly because i didn't see it coming uh which is weird because they set it up kind of perfectly they kind of do tell you it's gonna happen with like everything that um uh, Gene and uh, Moss go through, mm-hmm. like in that entire finale, but I didn't, I genuinely didn't think that Gene would set him up because every the back and forth between Gene and Barry this season is kind of insane too. Um, so like that's why I was like I genuinely thought they were like okay, mm-hmm. as okay as you can be I guess with that guy. Yeah. So, like, when he, like, rats him out at the end, and he sets him up. Yeah, he gives him that look. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the look on Barry's face is, like, betrayal, disgust, just, like, pure sadness, too. But, like, at the same time, like, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you expect? Um, I, I genuinely... I don't know what else to do after that. Like, I the finale the staging of it everything is so perfect and dude i oh my god if we have to wait another three years mm-hmm. i'll lose my mind i i don't think we should it should be 2023 i'm guessing because it better be or there's going to be problems well covid was really the only reason because <laughs> uh season one or season two came out right after season one you know mm-hmm. um so i actually think that uh They'll do right. And it is getting good ratings, you know? So, like, I think they're going to want to move on it pretty fast. It's one of their, like, flagship shows right now. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, would, would you say this is your favorite season? Definitely, yeah. I think I think it's, like, I think it's one of those things that it, it just only gets better as it goes on. I think season two, I, I don't know. I think it's at, very, at the very least on par with season two. Um. I think I don't know if Ronnie Lilly has been topped yet, but uh, I think this is like probably the best it's been. There's just so many episodes and like, um, uh, like, 
I don't know. I every episode of season two, I think is just like a fucking banger. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. episode, it's so good. And I'm not saying season three isn't. I, I I agree. Ronnie Lilly is like, I think that's like one of the best HBO episodes ever. Mm-hmm. Like of any of their series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that episode is like one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but I would say the, this is the best finale I've seen, not only for this, but like if, between this and like the Better Call Saul midseason finale, dude. And Succession's finale. Dude, yeah. All, all bangers. All all bangers. We are living through such an amazing TV renaissance right now. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually insane. Um, yeah, dude. So any, any final uh, predictions on where we're going to go next season? Uh, I mean, I think Barry and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I have no, I have, I have no idea. I genuinely have absolutely no idea what they're going to do with it. Um, well, I mean, you did bring up a good point though about, uh, I mean, I, they I, might, but they, the whole season could be a courtroom trial. We don't really know. Cause he said he, he referenced that he's a true crime fan. So it, it could, this could turn into like a, like the, what was the Jeffrey Dahmer movie called? Uh, increasing, not or. The, I didn't. Jeff, I know what you're talking about. I, Ted I Bundy, not Ted. The although incredibly wicked, shocking, evil, and vile. It could be like that, where it's like a really kind of crazy, kind of high-profile courtroom case, or it could open. He's in jail. I have no idea. I, but I imagine him and Fuchs are both in jail, and I imagine Fuchs is going to try to like insert himself because he he was in prison. He goes, "I'm the Raven." Uh, so he's kind of got this kind of clout in prison. So I wouldn't. I would imagine. Uh-huh. Have you seen the movie A Prophet? Uh, no, but I know what it is. A prophet is kind of about kind of like a, a, a gang war in a prison, so it could mm-hmm. kind of go that route, which would be awesome. Right. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, and I, but, and then too, I, Sally's character, though, I think her arc is kind of, uh, I want, I'd be interested, I don't know what they're going to do with her because she's going back, she went back home. Yeah. I, I really have no clue what they would do with her. Mm-hmm. My prediction, I think at the end of season, I, I think it goes to season five. Really? I think season five is a lot of season because I think season four ends with Barry escaping prison. That'd be awesome. But I think in season four, Barry kills Fuchs in prison. That'd be sick. But that's like his like, it's like his false moment where he comes to terms with things, but he thinks coming to terms is just killing Fuchs. He's going to like pass the blame. Yeah, he blames Fuchs, Fuchs for his issues instead of himself. And I think it's going to be like a Heisenberg thing where he, he gets all these opportunities to redeem himself and he just doesn't. Uh, but, but then again, I don't want to say that because every, it's like all great shows, anything that you predict is like never the case. Like mm-hmm. we, we talked about this with better call Saul where like, I didn't fucking think uh, what's his name. Howard would mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, uh, get murked immediately, you know? Yeah. You know, I there's so many things that I predict about shows I love, and I'm never right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, what it's 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 one of those things where it's like there's kind of a with with Barry and it was Better Call Saul. There's an anxiety because it's like I care about these mm-hmm. characters and I don't know what's gonna happen. But there's yeah. also an excitement because you know you're in good hands. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I would say Succession, Barry, and Better Call Saul mm-hmm. are right up there with like the best shows on the air right now yeah it's like you know you're when you turn on these shows you know you're watching you know you're in the hands of professionals so it's absolutely incredible what they've done i i think this is uh, such a home run of a season Mm -hmm. um i'm actually pretty amazed by uh this entire season the the show itself is depending on how well they stick the landing i could see this becoming like top 10 shows of all time for me Mm -hmm. it's so great 
Uh, and Bill Hader, I know you're listening. Direct a movie, please. He's such a film nerd. I fucking love him. He curated a collection on uh, HBO Max recently. Yeah, I, dude. I, I would recommend checking that out because he has some bangers on there. Um, what is it? It's like Battle of Algiers, Akiru, uh, a couple other ones. Oh, he he's a menace. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, he told that story about seeing Mad Max Fury at five times every yeah. day. Like it. Well, I I heard him on a podcast and he said that he's bested like Tarantino and Edgar Wright in like a trivia off. Oh yeah, he's a fucking dork. Yeah, so he's no, like, he's like he's like way he's like a film nerd, film nerd, you know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like he he knows his shit. That's why he's such a good artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he he's incredible, and I agree. I want to see him direct a movie, but for right now, uh, seeing him do like full seasons of TV. Uh, it's pretty satisfying, uh, but but don't be surprised after Barry ends if he gets like an A twenty four movie or something. Yeah, that'd be odd. whatever he's gonna do. I want to see it, you know. Yeah, I I hope whatever he does, it's just like fully his thing. You know what I mean? Because I need I want to see that. I want to see like, it written and directed by Bill Hader, you know. Yeah, for real. Like I I bet it could be like an awards winner. Because this show is so, was this getting any any Emmy love back in the day? Uh, like uh, I, I, he won a, I think he won an Emmy for acting. Yeah, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I fucking love this season. It's a ten out of ten for me. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts from you? I uh, can't wait to see what's next. Uh, please direct a movie, Bill Hader. Uh, yeah, we would love to see it. Um, well. Other than uh, coming Dude, to terms we had with a, our... we missed a segue. What? Bill Hader is in Lightyear. He literally is. Yeah, he's the intern at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I just realized. I was like, dude, we missed out on that. <laughs> um, well, other than coming to terms with our morality and actions, Joey, mm-hmm. um, where can everybody find you online? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on those platforms. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, my other podcast, Zillennial Canon. And you can also follow us on uh, our website, aggressivelyok.com, uh, where we are both writing reviews on the regular now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Also, a good friend of the pod, uh, uh, Lawson, uh, just dropped a movie, George's Body. Uh, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's a 30-minute short film. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm really happy for, I'm really proud of him. It's a really great movie. It's really fun. I liked it a lot. Um, it's well worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can find all the AOK movies on there. So yeah. definitely go on AOK or aggressiveok.com and, uh, check them out. Uh, I don't know when we're coming back. I, cause what this coming week is. Elvis and Black Phone, which are two movies that I don't think Joey's going to talk much about. Yeah. Uh, and then after that's Minions Rise of Greer. So probably Thor, I believe, is our next episode. Yeah, Thor. I mean, I know you're all wanting to 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 get a Where the Crawdads Sing episode, but... <laughs> um, I also think, uh, what do you call it? Uh, nope. That'll be a big one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited um, for Nope. Um, if you... F- no, actually, I was going to say, if you finish Obi-Wan, you can come on the app for it. But I know you're not. Um, so it's OK. Well, well, me and Joey will reunite for Thor in a few weeks mm-hmm. and you guys can sleep soundly knowing he will be on for that one. Um, so until next time, gamers, good night, good luck and keep on blogging with that dog. 